You are listening to the Wedding and Party Podcast, a podcast created specially for brides and grooms, party organizers, and anyone looking for help and advice on different areas of weddings, parties, or events. Featuring helpful hints, tips, and professional advice from industry experts interviewed on the show, here is your host, Norwich Party and Wedding singer, Tommy Wynn. Yeah, hi everyone, and welcome to the Wedding and Party Podcast, my very first podcast. I've uh, I've never done this before. Um, this is my very uh, very first podcast. I hope it's going to be good. Uh, may turn out that I'm absolutely rubbish at this, but um, you know we won't know until I give it a go. Because that's what we do, right? We we have an idea and we uh, and we try things out. I can think of some others who have uh, given things a go over the years, and it worked out well for them. As uh, Thomas Edison, uh, Henry Ford with the with the cars, and Isaac Newton with the um, well, you know, with the stuff that he did. Um, Tommy Wynn. So uh, I'm I'm in pretty good company there. Um, uh, hey, I hope you like that little uh, that little intro. Got to give a big shout out to uh, Christopher Tester for doing that for me. Great voiceover artist. If you ever need anything uh, like that doing, check him out uh, at uh, CG Tester. Okay, now I actually only had the idea of doing a podcast a, a few weeks ago, um, and here I am recording my very first episode. Uh, and by the way, I have a great guest on this episode as well. I thought I'd just dive right in. Um, I'll tell you a little bit more about him in a minute. Um, but I, I'm not normally someone who just dives right into an idea, but I have to say thanks to a, uh, a friend uh, of mine, Jack Harrison, who uh, introduced me to an awesome podcaster by the name of Pat Flynn, who has a podcast called Smart Passive Income and uh, Ask Pat. And something something he said uh, was just, you know, get started, uh, you know, in some way, if you've got an idea, whether it's good or whether it's bad, kind of learning as you go. So I, I thought I would get started straight away. So what is the Wedding and Party podcast all about? Well, I wanted to create a, a resource for brides and grooms, uh, bridesmaids, best men, mothers of the bride, basically anyone who is doing any kind of organizing for any part um, of, 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 of a wedding or event, whether it's big or small. Um, so yeah, I wanted to help, um, help people who are involved in weddings, but also party organizers, um, you know, anything from, I don't know, you know, work party as a surprise 50th per, uh, party, um, you name it, you know, and any, any kind of event, because as well as uh, it being fun, I do know that the organising bit can be a little bit uh, stressful as well. Um, there can be a little bit of uh, anxiety, um, some headaches from time to time. So I wanted uh, to do a podcast to take some of that away by offering advice, tips, useful and helpful information that hopefully will make it easier for you to do what you're trying to do. Um, I better just put a little disclaimer out there first of all. Um, I'm not a wedding uh, or party planner, but I do attend a lot of weddings and parties, um, not because I'm incredibly popular and have so many friends who just love to invite me to all their their dues. Um, No, it's because I'm I'm a professional party and wedding singer, and over the last 10-15 years, um, I've met with, I've planned in, entertainment uh, with and I've sung for dozens of brides and grooms and party organizers Um, and also in 2012 I married my now wife Sarah so I know a little bit about what it's like from the other side from the organizing side of things as well so I've I've got quite a lot of experience when it comes to what makes a wedding day or a party that little bit extra special um, and then a little bit easier to put together as I said one because I've uh, I've done it for my own wedding and some 
parties, but two, because I've seen so many of my fellow wedding suppliers in action, the, the photographers, the venue owners and managers, the dress shops, formal hire, wedding cars, loads and loads more. But but more importantly, I've seen their results and I've seen the smiles um, and the tears of joy, you know, and the hugs and the love that our clients are our brides and grooms and our party organizers have given them and it's and it's their passion and, and, and their expertise and knowledge that I think brides and grooms to be would love to hear about uh, and that's what that's what's driving my passion and my uh, and my excitement to, to, to do these podcasts so over the coming weeks uh, months um, I'm going to be interviewing different suppliers from the industry um, and hear from them firsthand and talk about the things that that you the listeners uh, should be thinking about when deciding who to book who, who to hire from who to buy from um, um, as well as what I hope will be lots of little little golden nuggets of information that's just going to make you go, you know, brilliant. I, I hadn't thought of that, or you know, this is what is going to solve that that little issue that's been bugging me. Um, it's it's not just about entertainment, and and I say that um, especially because uh, I, I'm a wedding singer, and my first guest uh, also uh, is an entertainer. Uh, that is just purely coincidental. Uh, coincidental. I, I don't want that to con- confuse things. My my hope is that this podcast and and the guests I talk to provide uh, really useful and and helpful information relating to their uh, area of expertise. And as they, um, you know, the pros in the know, let's call them. Um, as they, uh, you know, share their knowledge and and their expertise. Um, uh, you know that there's some real value uh, created there because uh, you know that's uh, that's what I think it's all about. It's it's about creating uh, you know a valuable resource and um, uh, you know that's uh, that's my real hope for this. Um, to some extent, I, I want this to be an organic podcast as well. As I've already said, I've never done this before. Um, so as I start to do a few episodes, I may find that some things work well and some things don't work as well as I thought maybe they would. So hey, there, there might be some changes along the way, which I hope will be a be a good thing as I only want to create uh, useful content for the people listening. Um, and I'm really open to your feedback as well. So that's it. I'm I'm gonna do I'm gonna do ten of these ten interviews. See what you think. See what people think. Listen to the feedback. See if I enjoy it. See how much time it takes. I've got two small children. I I work a lot, so I've got limited pockets. Um, you know, of time to to do these things. But I I, I had a desire to give to give podcasting a go. Okay, so that's it. Time for my first guest, and it's a. Uh, it's 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 a really big one. I wanted the the opener to be a big one. Um, I just want to say one other quick thing. Um, I have listened to the interview back, okay, and there are a couple of bits uh, that I thought about editing. Not not from my guest um, because he was uh, he was great, um, but things that. I sort of had done because you know it's my first one and you know maybe I was a little bit nervous so you know I I say yeah a few you know a few too many times I think I you know there's a cough here and there but I decided just to leave it all in um, because that's how I hope I'm I'm going to learn and get and get better 
I, I hope. <laughs> okay, enough procrastinating. Ladies and gentlemen, I have the one and only Joe Ringer from the Joe Ringer Band on the show. Joe's band is one of the busiest wedding and function bands uh, around at the moment. Joe is a real pro, not just in a musical sense, but he's a he's a real people person, a great a great businessman, uh, uh, an honest guy. I love the way his, uh, his band um, uh, conduct themselves. He gets great feedback from his clients, and he loves to help people. He's, he's helped me loads, um, and uh, he has a lot to offer. Um, and I'm really grateful that he agreed to be my very first guest. So, uh, uh, so listen in. Let's uh, let's have a listen. This is what happened when I caught up with uh, Joe Ringer from the Joe Ringer Band. Hey, Joe, thanks ever so much for being my first guest today. No worries at all. Really, really pleased. I'm, I'm a bit nervous, Joe. This is the first time I've done anything like this. <laughs> I just had this idea that I wanted to do a podcast. You're and crazy. Um, yeah, and I messaged you. It's not like I've got loads of time on my hands either. I've just had another baby. <laughs> but you know, I thought, hey, let's do a let's do a podcast. And I thought, well, what am I passionate about? I'm passionate about wedding events, um, and uh, you know, I wanted to interview some uh, some people from 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 the industry, people that I'm you know don't always get a chance experts. to uh, experts. But in you couldn't the field. find any, so <laughs> so so you came round here. No, man, you were you were my first choice. You oh, were my you, you honestly. I bet you say yeah. that to all the boys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but I was thinking the other day um, uh, when I knew that I was going to be speaking to you that uh, we've known each other for like for like five years. Yeah. This is like the, the third time that we've that we've ever met um it's crazy we speak on facebook and over email yeah, I messenger i think that's what is the magical world of facebook <laughs> i mean i know so many people who i've never met and i think that's it and also you know what so many people old friends from school etc have been up to yeah but you haven't seen them for five I know. years is that a good thing or a bad thing this whole facebook uh, thing now? i mean it's cool because you know you know i was thinking the other day about a school reunion yeah and i was thinking back in the day you'd finish school and you wouldn't see people and 20 years later yeah you'd be genuinely surprised about what was going on it'd be nice to meet up yeah but nowadays there's no need for that is there so it yeah in a way it's good because you get to see people you keep in touch you see what they're doing with their lives yeah but in a way yeah it's well times change yeah it's just progression and but ironically, uh, we've uh, say so we've only met a few times, but we're actually performing together for the very first time as we well are. on Sunday on Sunday night. If on you're listening Sunday to night. this uh, any time in the next few days, which might be unlikely, I don't know how you know. I, I haven't worked out the science <laughs> of, uh, of of all of this yet, so I might be sitting uh, trying to figure that out. But yeah, so that's going to be uh, good good fun. I'm looking forward to that. But yeah. but you've got loads of stuff going on at the moment. Obviously, you've got the the Joe Ringer band, which we'll talk about uh, we'll talk yeah. about in a minute. But you got a big theatre show coming up at the at the Theatre Royal this summer. Yeah, we're doing so. So, um, to keep me sane, <laughs> and no, just because we, we, I do the band, is, I absolutely love it. It's amazing, but unfortunately, my creative side can't just handle that. So I, have, I know the feeling. So for some reason, I give myself these massive other things to do. So every year we do a big Christmas show, yeah, uh, which is like forty people in it, big choir, singers, dancers, and everything. And this year we're moving to the Theatre Royal with our big band show, which is like a Michael Bublé rap pack thing. We've got a massive band, twenty twenty old piece band with wow. horns and strings and singers and dancers. So yeah, at the minute I'm sort of planning for that and trying to sell some of the fourteen hundred seats. Right. <laughs> and where do we go for tickets for that? To the Theatre yeah, Nor- Nor- Royal box Royal? office. Yeah, but it should, it's going to be a great. The tickets aren't expensive. They start at seven pounds. Oh right. Wow. And go up to eighteen for the top seats. Great. And yeah, it, it'll be a great, great all-round night. Some great vocalists, awesome musicians, dancers, some special guests. And we've also got um, Frankie's guys. Oh, great. Aaron yeah, and, Aaron is, uh, and Yeah, the which team. is the, the, the premier Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons tribute in the country. And they're amazing. So they're coming to open up for us. And it'll, yeah, it'll just be a great, 
a great night of entertainment. That's um, Tuesday the 9th of August. It's brilliant. I saw something on Facebook the other day. You're auditioning people to appear in the Forbidden Planet. Is that right? Yeah, another thing I find myself roped into. No, I said I'd, I said I'd help <laughs> out. The Madam Market Theatre are uh, putting on a musical for the first time in about five, six, seven years. Oh, they years. don't do much musicals? No, no, they're all just straight plays. And um, they just approached me and asked if I'd be interested in their musical directing it. So, yeah, I'm going to run some rehearsals, do great. some harmony stuff, get the band together. And it's a great score, you know, it's all your classic yeah. rock tunes. So, yeah, we're sort of auditioning for that at the minute. So that's another, another thing to uh, take up my time. <laughs> great. So the Joe Ringer band, so... Um why why a band joe where 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 did that and it's a big question but where, where did that come from yeah well i i sort of i come from musical theater background weirdly um which is rare for for band singers you don't normally find that so i used to do shows all over the place playhouse norwich uh, yeah with lots lots of different theater companies and um i was always much more of a singer than i was anything else right um and you just find that through people you know you get to meet musicians yeah. and everything and uh I got asked to do a gig with the Jonathan White big band. Yeah, great um, band. And that was the first ever gig I did. Uh, it was the Maidhead Hotel, actually. That was my first ever gig. And then that week I got a call from one of the guys in the band. He said, I've got this other gig. Can you come and do it uh, with a smaller band? And from there, it sort of just spiralled. And I was getting more and more band work. And I was so when, when was that, Joe? Sorry. God, that must have been about... Maybe 2009, right. maybe? Two, okay. no, maybe a bit before that, maybe 2008, around then. So that's when I very started doing it when I was about, yeah, I was just early 20s. I started quite late, really. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, I started doing that. And as you get to know more musicians, you get to be asked to, if you're all right, you get to, you get asked to do more and more stuff. And I found I was doing um, what we call in the industry depths, which means standing in with yeah. other bands all around, all around the, the sort of region, even a bit further afield. And eventually I sort of, I looked at it and thought, I don't know if I thought I could do it better, but I thought I had something to give yeah. more than just fronting a band. Um, I, I worked as a graphic designer in, in marketing for a local newspaper for seven years. So I was quite au fait with the sort of business and uh, marketing yeah. side of things, which is, which is a big help in, in this industry. So, yeah, I decided I found the best musicians I know uh, from many contacts that you make. And that's how the, yeah. the whole industry works. And, um, and I, I put together the band and we started gigging in sort of 2011. And yeah, we've been at it. Been, there's been member changes, and it's pretty much a whole new band of people have come and gone, and th because that's just how the industry yeah, works. Yeah. But now we're pretty solid, and yeah, we've we've been this this particular lineup of the band. We've been going for sort of two and a half years now, and yeah, it's great, and we're we're getting busier and busier, and yeah, loving it. Yeah, great, and it's so you do a lot of uh, obviously weddings, uh, hence why yeah, we're talking today. weddings is sort of the the bread and butter. We do the weddings. We probably do about. 80 a year maybe yeah um and then we do a few corporate events generally around christmas and then the odds one charity events throughout the year but yeah weddings is the main thing we do so we're sort of experts in that in that yeah. field uh. <laughs> so and for anyone who hasn't heard of you what what kind of music do you do you play and sing? we play a bit of everything we find it's very important that we we cover right from the 60s right through to today's chart toppers because we understand that 
you'll guess at the wedding, you'll have people from 12-year-olds yeah. to 90-year-olds. Yeah. And we want to give something for everyone. So we play right from that era and we allow you to choose your own tunes as well. So And we'll do a request if you've got a special a special one in mind. So we just we just try and cater. We understand the audience and we try and cater yeah. for them specifically because we're there not for ourselves. We're there for for you guys if, you, if you're booking yeah. us we're there for you we're there to provide your entertainment and give you the best night you could you could possibly yeah, imagine brilliant. hopefully <laughs> so, so one of the things I wanted to do with this podcast uh, Joe was I wanted um, this to be a resource for people who maybe uh, could be en- anywhere in the world really with the, the you know the yeah. internet today um, that if they're let's say there's a bride and a groom or someone who's looking to organise mm. a party sitting at home right now they've never ever done this before um, you know they're thinking oh, I don't, we, we, we know we want some music we think we want a live band but flipping heck we've never ever booked a live band um, what I well, I'm hoping that if anyone's listening to this like that are going to sit there and we can talk about some things and I can ask you some questions that you can answer them. They might yeah. go, oh, yeah, that's it. I hadn't thought about that. Or that's the, you know, that's the little key that I was I was trying to fig- figure out. Um and you know, I wanted to do that for a couple of reasons. One, you know, bands uh, can be can be quite a big expense. Um, yes. Uh, but also, uh, the right entertainment can can make or break an event yeah, as, as of well. Course. Um, so my first question to you, it's something that someone asked me actually, um, and when I when they first said it, I was like. That sounds. That's a, in my head. It was like well, this is a it seems a bit of a silly question, but I thought, well, no, they, these people they've never ever done this before. So no, actually, actually, it's a really uh, it's a really relevant question. Yeah. Um, and that question is, why hire a band rather than just hiring a couple of speakers, couple of lights, plug in your iPod with all your favourite songs, sixty quid, entertainment done. Um, well, I, d- <laughs> I, suppose that's, I should I should know the answer to this straight away, shouldn't I? Because that's my whole living. Um, I mean, you you can do that, and there's mm. not and there's nothing wrong with that, and people do do that, and it it depends on budgets. You can hire yeah. a DJ, but there is nothing like live music played by people who have mastered their craft. Not just the craft of producing good music, but the the craft of getting the whole floor going, get everyone joining in. And yeah, it can make it just for me. It, it can make just makes the wedding day, and to see the see people's faces, you know, on the most special day of their life. I mean, we I sometimes feel so lucky that we can, you know, my job allows me to be part yeah. of part of that. And you just don't get that with speakers, you know. This yeah. it's the atmosphere. Yeah. It's the whole atmosphere. People want that live music. It's the energy it creates throughout throughout the whole throughout the whole evening. Yeah, yeah. And um, I think I saw a post from you on Facebook recently where you said the average price spent on entertainment at a wedding last year, 2015, was around £1,700. Yeah. Now, now £17,000. Sorry, uh, no, so on, on entertainment. Just oh, on yeah, entertainment sorry, alone. yes, that's right, yeah. Um, now, now, one of the things that I, I used to hear a lot when I ran my entertainment agency was clients um, confused about band prices. I, yeah. I would get an inquiry and, uh, let's say, a particular band they interested in cost £1,500 and they might say well look my, my cousin booked a band and they were only £300 and and they were great and they, it's not like they were trying to haggle or anything they just didn't sort of know the reasons until yeah. I'd explained it you know why why prices are different is, is, is that still the same do you find that when when do people say that sort of thing to is you it, money is a difficult one um there's sort of you find there's two kinds of bands you have the pub bands 
you might call them pub bands, yeah. which are, you know, they can be great. Yeah. There's no reason why they can't be great. But they're usually people who have day jobs yeah. and they do it because they love it. And they'll go and do, they'll do the pub scene and they'll do sort of 200, 300 pound gigs, you know, every weekend. And they'll come and do a wedding for the same amount of money. Um, now for us, you know, for example, we're closer to that, that 1500 pound bracket. Yeah. And that's not something, the pricing isn't something we shy away from. I'll happily tell people how much we cost because, you know, I think we can back it up with the, the quality of the product. Yeah. Um, and the difference is, you know, we've, we're, we're put together f- specifically for, for a wedding. Yeah. You know, we're put together specifically for that kind of event. We're, six fully professional musicians yeah you know everyone does it full time we're we're well rehearsed we're tight we we get we make sure that the product's really there yeah and on the night you'll get the best experience you possibly can i suppose it's like it's like hiring a photographer yeah there's a guy who takes photos for a hobby down the park you know at the weekend and then there's a a wedding photographer who photographs ways and understands the field and understands exactly what the, their client requires. And I think that's, that's the difference with, you know, we're, we're six people usually in the band and everyone knows what they need to deliver at every single event. And it's yeah. the professionalism, I think. And, 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 and this is obviously, this is the Joe Ringer band, but this is professional function bands across the, yeah, across of course. the board. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's a difficult one because, there aren't a huge amount of fully professional function bands oh, just not. because there's not a huge, I don't know. It's a tricky one. There's, you get a lot of, especially around this area, there's most of them are semi-professional, I would yeah. say. So you get the, some people who do it full time, some people who don't, a lot of people teach and stuff like that. Yeah. And there's some great bands, you know, there's some great bands around here, but, in, and it's all about how they market themselves as well. And that just that, that overall professionalism is so important because as I say, you're dealing with, the most special day of someone's life. So you yeah. really need to make sure you do that right. Yeah. Because there's yeah. no going back from that. There's no, you can't go, oh, we'll come back next week and do it again. We'll no. do a better job. No. So you need, you're dealing with people in our case, I like to think who are experts in what they do. And, you know, we understand the Brian Green's requirements. We understand the need to be flexible. We understand exactly what they're looking for, when to bring the room down, when to yeah. slow it down, when to speed it up, when to try and get everyone up, when to get them singing along and stuff like that. And that's, it's so important. Yeah, and I get, yeah, that kind of makes sense. And that's the that's the difference, I guess, between a professional function band that that charge, you know, fifteen hundred, seventeen hundred yeah. pounds. It's not to say that you can't get great bands because I've seen great pub bands. Yeah, yeah, and they're, and they're two, three hundred pounds. But I guess there is that, like anything, when you do it as your job or your semi-professional yeah, of course. Uh, job, and also the fact that you might get a pub band who who are great, but they might just play all sixties tunes. You know. Yeah. And they won't play, whereas our, our set list is put together in a specific way to make sure people of all ages and tastes are up there dancing all night long. And we've, you know, over three years, that, that set list has been honed and crafted yeah. to do that. And songs have gone in and out when they work, when they don't work. And, you know, that's what that's what we try to do. It, it's aimed to get everyone enjoying the night as much as possible. Yeah. The, from the bride and groom right down to grandparents, right down to, through to the kids, you know, it's, it's for everyone. It's crafted to that whereas with a with a pub band or what we call a pub band yeah. they might be amazing but they're, they're not always put together to do that there no. may be they might play the, the songs that they love yeah you know they might play the more musically intense songs that they love a bit of rock you know all that kind, but that sort of hardcore rock or yeah. something like that that, that that they love doing and that's why they do it because they're not earning a living out of yeah it. they're doing what they love whereas we're putting across a product 
you know, just like you would with any yeah. any product, a yeah. product to give you the you know the most amazing night yeah. you could you could have. So the cost is obviously uh, you know one one thing um, that people are looking at when they're hiring a professional function band. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> sorry, Joe. That was my uh, that was my phone. How very unprofessional. It's quite of me. Right. No, no, that no. Wasn't, that was my uh, that was my alarm. Happens to the best Telling of me to us. do one of my many thousand tasks. Telling you to do uh, a good tasks. podcast. <laughs> Been setting up. Don't mess it up. Up all day. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's obviously the the, the 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 cost side of things when coming to when it comes to hiring a professional function man that people might not be aware of. Yeah. Because um, it's not something that they do every day. No, of course um, not. But you know, what are sort of some of the other things that you think would really help? for people to know in advance that just not maybe automatically springs to mind what about something like the the setting up time and how much space is needed that sort of thing does that vary from professional function band to function band or is or is it pretty generic um but yeah depending on the size of the lineup it can be generic size wise so I think we say we roughly need sort of five metres by three metre staging. And that's just to give us a nice, not massive, just a nice comfortable area to yeah. perform in that we can perform best. If you're too cramped up, we do it quite a lot, to be honest, because not yeah. all the venues can cater for it. And we're used to it. But, you know, given that bit, bit more space, you can you can work to, you know, work to a better, better standard. And we're setting up times. It differs on the events. We we generally need ninety minutes to set up. Yeah. Before we say ninety minutes at least before the start of the first set. Some venues we get into a bit earlier in the day. Yeah. Um. Usually, if it's not too early, we'll ha- we'll happily do that free of charge. If they need us to set up in the morning, yeah. Sometimes they have to pay just for the guys time because obviously they, instead of doing six till midnight, they're yeah. now doing eleven in the morning. So, so yeah. But generally, we're pre- we're pretty flexible with it, and we set up and we're. You know, we're really discreet about it nowadays. Yeah. Half half the time they don't know. So I think a lot of the time Brian and Grooms imagine us trudging with massive Doc Martens through knocking chairs out of the way while someone's eating their foie gras. But no, um, we're pretty discreet about it. And, you know, we know most of the venues now. We've played, uh, you know, I'd say 95% of the venues around this area many, many times. We know them. We know the owners. We've got great relationships. And we know the logistics. And that's really important. We know, we know if we're at, we're at Southwood Hall. Yeah. We know that we can't set up until they've finished their food, they've done the speeches and all the tables are clear because we know we can't go into that room until all that is clear. So we'll we'll automatically know that we can't go and set up till later in the evening. Yeah. Whereas other ones we'll go to, we'll know that if we come set up at five o'clock, we can be done and out of the way before they have their dinner. You know, so it's, it's, it's about knowing and the relationships you forge with with companies, especially venues, you know, really help. And I, and it allows us to offer advice to the bride and groom. Yeah. We can say, well, we done this one at, at this venue last last year and we found that this worked really well just because of this. And they say, oh, thanks, that's great. So as well as as well as well being able to offer the product, we can offer great advice because, you know, through all the weddings we've done, we've, we've become sort of experts in that field. Yeah, and I'm getting a sense that there's a bit of a, a theme uh, with what I'm about to say. You know, if someone's thinking about hiring a band, you know, maybe listen to this in another country or London, Manchester, wherever, again, is that the same with, you think, most professional, you know, f- function bands that it because they are professional, professional semi professional they they've already built up this relationship they know the venues of course so they and if if they don't know the venue i'll go out of my way to contact the venue even visit the venue i've done that a couple of times yeah. now to work out the logistics because some of them some of them can be tricky we done one uh a couple of years ago at fairhaven water gardens yeah which is like we had to tread through the woods to get there 
and I, I went there and met the woman, the, the lady who worked there um, beforehand and I spoke to her and we worked at all the logistics where everyone's got to pull up, what time, where it's got to go exactly, a path. Yeah. She gave me a map, we worked all that. And sometimes that can be, you know, especially when you've got these logistically tricky venues, that part can be important. And yeah, the professionalism, you know, it, that's whole part of it. You know, we've got yeah. to make sure that the bride and groom, we don't really want them to have to worry about anything. No. We want them to book the band. They give us the times, they give us the sets they want. And in my head, I want them, we deal with everything yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. Because they've got enough to worry about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Just one or two, uh, one or two yeah, other things on things. the day. <laughs> now, now, disagree agree with me if you think I'm wrong, but the, the average function band normally plays for around about t- two hours somewhere in yeah. the evening, which leaves quite a bit of time when, when a band is, is not playing. What generally happens if you're booking a professional function band and they're playing, let's say, for two hours, split up through the night, what happens the, uh, during that other that other time? Okay, well, in our our case, we offer uh, a free DJ service. Okay, we call it a DJ service or a disco service. So um, we'll play over the evening two hours of live music. That can be split either into two one hour sets oh, or right, three four, yeah or yeah. three <laughs> forty minute sets. So if you take the regular timings, might be something like um, eight till eight forty. Yeah, uh, nine thirty till ten past ten. 11 to 11.40, those could be the times. Now, between those times, uh, we'll play through our system a mix of party music, you know, and we say we're happy to take any requests for that beforehand. So if they, if the couple want to send through a whole list of songs that they want us to play, we're happy to do really? that. Really? Because that yeah. would be my next question. Like, I'm a big Johnny Cash fan. Yeah, we're Surely happy. I couldn't, you know, yeah, give you, you, can, you can have whatever Johnny you Cash's want. greatest hits. I mean, I don't know if everyone would be... be Come on, give me some Johnny Cash. ...hard driving <laughs> to uh, walk the line. But um, <laughs> I, me, me and my wife would. <laughs> yeah, you would, yeah. Um, but okay, yeah, really? So you'll... Yeah, wow, we're, you'll we're happy that. to, um, if they want to send through a whole set list. Is that normal, though? I, I, I've, not, I've not actually heard that bands mm. will, will do that. No, I I don't think I think a lot of bands will play a generic party mix, which is a good and, thing, and we do have that. Yeah, you know, we have a great great mix of tunes which will keep everyone up and dancing. But you know, some people have special songs. Some people just send through. We want these five songs, and we put that in the mix. Yeah. Some people send through the entire playlist they want, and we'll set that up. It's no it's no problem for us, and we'll play that because we don't have we don't have a live DJ taking requests. That's not what we yeah. have. If people want that, we've got some great DJ contacts. We can we can point them in the direction of, and that's absolutely fine. You know, yeah. Some people like to have that. Someone can go up and ask for a tune, but. And what you find a lot of couples do nowadays on their RSPV um, yeah. the cards that they send out to people, they'll ask for a song request. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, they'll just bring those all together. They'll send it across to me and I'll just make that playlist. And, yeah, we'll just plug it in on the night. And you can have all your favorite songs between the sets that you want, really. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's very good. Yeah. And... Um Moving away from the music side of things, I guess going more to kind of the logistical uh, side of things. Um, you've already sort of said that you know if you're turning up, uh, you know, quite I don't know what time you're getting there, sort of five thirty, and you're not probably getting on the road till or back on the road till maybe one two. Yeah. Um, should uh, a bride or groom expect to feed feed the band? Is that kind yeah, of their thing about that? We ask for some sort of food. We're not fussy. I mean, I have known bands in the past to have proper riders where they ask for a specific hot meal and stuff but it's it's not that we just ask for some sort of food be it some of the buffet you know if they're having a hog roast just a roll or something just to keep us going because as you say at certain cases we can be there from five in the afternoon or in the evening until midnight one o'clock yeah and 
often with these wedding venues, they're quite remote and we don't have the chance to go anywhere else no. for something to eat. So it's nice. And most, I can't think of any couples who have really had a problem with it. We just ask for soft drinks for the night to keep us going. Yeah. And yeah, just, just a little bit of food, whatever they're having. And there's never been a problem with it before. And they're, they're always more than happy to cater for that. And we just find it, you know, if, if we're happy and we're fed, we, we play better, I yeah. guess, you uh, know. And again, I suppose that that's the same with with, with bands all over. It's, yeah, um, it's a, it's a it's a standard thing, you know. It it's is, not something yeah. every, every band I know just asks for a little bit of food. As I say, some people will ask specifically for more, but generally, you know, as I say, we're just happy with what. Often they, you know, if they're having if they're not having even meal, they just chuck a lasagna in for us, get the kitchen to do that, things like that. Or if they're having a buffet, I'll just say, you know, we'll go and have the after the guests have done the rounds, we'll just go in. Well, it makes sense, doesn't the it? Rest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it makes sense if you if you're happy and you, and you're fed you're gonna go you're then gonna go on stage for two hours and do a high energy show yeah exactly you're gonna do that better because we, we're sort of often there we're there for you know seven eight hours sometimes yeah. so it's quite it's quite a long you know it's it's almost a full working day sometimes if we're there from five to one in the morning it's a it's a pretty it's a long old shift sometimes so yeah, yeah. It, just, it just makes life so a people lot shouldn't be concerned if they're booking a band and the band is asking for food they shouldn't think that no as a, that as a, as a is um, nowadays it's just it is a standard a standard thing they ask for and as i say during all these years of doing it we never had a problem with it people are, are more than happy and they're more than understanding i think yeah something i wanted to ask um was something which i'm pretty sure 99 out of 100 people will never think about if they've never booked a band before um something that they wouldn't think to take into consideration and that's if a venue has a has a sound limiter ah Um, sound limiter (laughs) uh but uh i obviously being in the industry know know all about them as i'm sure sure you do but you know uh, mr and mrs uh blogs to be uh probably wouldn't have a clue what i'm talking about can you tell me what a sound limiter is your experiences with them and anything people should know so a sound limiter works as you plug into a certain socket in the wall which is linked to a microphone which is usually in the ceiling now if you the sound that you create in that room reaches a certain level the plug sockets will cut all the power Wow. to all your instruments and everything. So you have to make sure... There's normally like a traffic light system on the wall. There's different different systems that venues use, but normally it's green, yellow, and red. And when you stay in the red for, say, 10 seconds, it'll cut out. Now, I should say in our case, we're quite a quiet band, so we never really have any problems with sound limits. I find this a very important part of, of running a band. You need to be able to play to the venue, to the room. So if we're playing a small room, we'll play more quietly. If we're playing a big venue, we'll play loud and we'll let the PA do the, you know, we'll let the PA do the work. The, the sorry, PA, some people don't understand PA. That's the speaker system, you know. We'll let them do the work. So, you know, a very important part of running a band is a, a band who is sympathetic to their surroundings. There's so many bands who I know have so many problems with sound limiters and it's just because they... You know, wherever they play, they'll play the same loud level where they're playing, whether they're playing an outdoor festival or they're playing a tiny little room. And, you know, for me, it's very important that that you play to play to that that certain level. What you'll get generally is when you book the the couple will generally say the venue have a sound limiter or if it's a venue we played before, we know if they have a sound limiter. The, the trickiness would come. We've never experienced it, but I've always worried about it. We're, we're contracted by the couple to play for them. We're not contracted as such to the venue. Yeah. 
So I don't know when it comes down to it, how it works with regards to the sound limit. Have the couple signed a contract to say that they 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 agree that the band, whatever they book will will keep to these sound limiting conditions. But as I say, in our in our exper- experience, we've we've never really had a problem because we play to we play to the room. We play if there's a small room. There's a sound limit for a reason. Now a lot of these venues. Because a lot, a lot more venues are. The reason I put this question is because a lot more venues are do, do have sound limits. They, they didn't used yeah, to. No, I think it's because back in the day, a lot of the venues were like these big chain hotels. You probably know that yeah. they held all the weddings. Now, in the last five years, five ten years, the industry's completely changed. Most of these wedding venues are all converted barns, you know, old old converted halls, and these are in the middle of nowhere. In residential areas, you know, say in North Norfolk, yeah. this what used to be an old barn has now turned into a wedding venue. So you've yeah. got Doris and Derek who live next door, and you can sort of understand to a degree that, yeah. whereas they've been living in this peaceful place, they're 70 years old, all of a sudden, every Friday and Saturday night, they've got this this banging music happening yeah. every time. So, you know, they need to be careful. And if, I know a few venues who have constant problems with it, but we work with these venues and we say, you know, we'll come, we'll come and help, you know, and we're, we're more than happy to, to cater for those. We, un- we understand why a lot of, a lot of bands would just say, Oh yes, you know, they won't let us play, you know, it's, it's not allowed enough, but there are reasons for this and you, you need to understand why it is and you need to work with them to do something about it. And if they, these venues at the end of the day, they just can't have bands, they can't have bands and it's just, it's one of those things, but I believe that the right, a proper band will play to to the venue. You know, they'll understand the restrictions, and if yeah. they need to go acoustic, they'll have to go acoustic. And it's yeah. one of those things. And you know, you know, we we'll do that. We we'll, we just understand that we want to make the day as special for the couple as possible. Yeah, we've done a few venues where they have such sound rec- restrictions that we've done acoustic sets before for them. You know, we've swapped. The, the drum kit for a cajon and we've swapped the the electric guitar for a you know a, a regular acoustic guitar and it's you know we played to the venue and they've still had a great night you know you've just got to understand you know you've got to understand the limitations to some degree yeah and work with it yeah no uh, thank you Joe I appreciate you explaining no, that I, right. I, I I what I don't want if anyone's listening to this I don't want that I didn't I don't want that you to be sort of scared by no, uh, by no. that question but but it is something that I hear more and more no you do yeah. but I also get people who um not so much me as a, a as a solo singer but when I've done stuff in bands they've booked the venue and then they're kind of panicking a little bit saying oh I've, I've booked you as well now I've found out that they've got a sound limit is that and you almost want it that in the right order you want to know the venue yeah. first of all has got it and what challenges c- could it bring but from what you say a good a good professional function band will be able to I think work so. with that sound yeah they have to and if if they have to make concessions you have to it's it's part of part of the business we our sole aim is to give the couple the best night the best music the best entertainment they can possibly get yeah. and if that means us turning down that's what we do yeah. you yeah. know i don't you know you get some drummers who will only play at one volume and that's not what we're about. We're a band. David we're Grohl. We're he's like, yeah, oh. yeah, I know. I keep getting him in, but he's too loud. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, now, now, we obviously hope this would never, ever happen. But what happens, because we're all human beings, what happens if someone has booked a band, a professional function band, it's the day before the gig and the drummer breaks his arm? A band can't gig without a drummer. Didn't Def Leppard have a one-armed drummer? Okay, he uh, breaks both his arms. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, we have, 
because of how the band works and because of how the industry works, we have we have a lineup of six people, yeah. you know, in the band. But then the further band, what we call the family, although that sounds a little bit Charles Manson, um, the, the, the further the further reaching band family, you know, we've probably got 50 musicians who we work with throughout the year. And because of how the industry works, there'll be gigs the drummer can't do. So we, we've got another five drummers and we'll get one of them in. And they all know the set. They've all they've all learned the set. Um, they, they, they'll nail it every single time. And we know that. And we've, we've used them many times before. So if, if anything happens and someone's sick, someone's ill, it happens, doesn't it? It's just like any day job. If you turn up and you're ill, we've, there's always, always cover, always cover of a high, high standard. And, and I've never once done a gig where someone said, oh yeah, the drum wasn't really on it tonight. Yeah. You know, every time we've had cover, that person knows how to play their part perfectly. And I make sure of that. I, I arrange all the tunes myself, so I send them the sheet music, I send them recordings, and they'll have that absolutely nailed. So there's there's never a worry of you'll be getting an underpar band if someone's ill. It's it's the way the industry works. You know, some people can't do some gigs, some people can't do other gigs because they're working. You know, with yeah. professional musicians, they're they're working with top people all around the country, and you can't always rely on that. Uh, they're with us ninety percent of the time, I'd yeah. say. But it's just how it works. But we've got top top people who come in and with bit bit musicians or bit vocalists. You know who will nail it every single time, and you've even sung with us a few times. I have, Tommy. I have, and I nail it every, <laughs> every single time, every single time. Yeah, but no, you, you're you're right. Like I say, and and this is a becoming a, recur- a recurring theme uh, within with, with what we're talking about here. And it's kind of, I hope now that's kind of making sense. The whole the whole price thing is kind of coming into it. When you're a professional function band, you you're in the industry, you're working with other professionals. Of course, yeah. Um, again, I keep sort of going back to pub, to pub bands. If you know someone's thinking about booking a pub band, absolutely fine, but they're probably not going to have that in place, are no. they? No. Well, if, if if we're saying, for example, if you're spending £1,500 on a band, you're getting six musicians yeah. and either one or sometimes two sound guys for a whole evening, as I say, from five, maybe even earlier if you want a bit of an earlier setup, five until 12, midnight, one in the morning. You're getting seven, seven, six, seven people, eight yeah. people even sometimes for that for that whole time. So if you actually take it on per person per hour it's not you're not talking very much money no you know if, if you were going out for 300 pounds it just wouldn't be feasible you know if we're paying we're paying each musician you know 150 200 pounds each per per booking yeah you know it, it gets expensive from our from our point of view so but i'm i will never use anyone but the best people that i know i would never think i'm going to save money and use this guy no no it's cheap which is not worth it no it? no you you um dampen your reputation and you're yeah. putting out a below par product which yeah you never do. They've, you know, there's some. I reckon there's six, seven drummers that I would happily have in the band all the time. Yeah. You know, without without any and that goes for every single instrument. Someone I'd have in the band, I wouldn't hesitate in putting them in the band every single gig. It just happens that we have we have a lineup. You do. You have a, a standard lineup, and then but yeah, I'd be I'm happy pulling any guys. And sometimes some people have to go away and work abroad on a gig for a month, so we'll we'll get someone else in. And you know, it's just it's how it works. But there's never. The product is never any different. No, no, and that's something which I is can... what people sometimes worry about. Even if there's some gigs that I don't do myself, as say you've done some, we've got another singer who sings with us about thirty times a year called Aaron. He's amazing, and yeah. that everyone knows the set and they'll nail it, and there'll never be any. And we've got the, you know, the feedback proves it. We've never that's had right. any negative, so yeah. it's great. Have I missed anything, Joe? Are they, if they say Mr. and Mrs. Blogs to be are sitting there right now, they're thinking about booking a band somewhere in the world. Um, 
are these is there anything is there anything else that they're, yeah. that they're thinking going I, oh, I want to know it's this. just the cost thing that sometimes comes up as you have mentioned but yeah if you're thinking if you're spending fifteen thousand pounds on your wedding which yeah. is sort of just below average nowadays you know most people are in around 20 yeah uh if you're thinking you're spending £1,500 a band, that's only 10% of your budget, yeah. which for the whole evening's entertainment, I would say is pretty. You yeah. know, that's the whole evening. It's a big chunk sort of the day, of, yeah, isn't it? it, it and, that, and that's what, not the most important part, but that's what everyone's sort of remembering and sort of therefore to a certain degree, the whole, the, the actual party aspect yeah. of it. Once all, the, once all the nuptials and everything are out of the way, that's what, so, you know, we, you know, for, for just 10% of you, I'm, I feel like I'm trying to sell it now. No, no, no. Well, but, but for just, just 10% of your budget, you, you're getting a lot. Yeah. You know, and you're getting that whole evening and with the, with the DJ service, like we offer, you're getting that whole evening. Music won't stop from, if you want six o'clock until midnight, one o'clock, you're getting that whole evening's entertainment. So, you know, when you think about what people spend on a lot of things, yeah. you know, it's not it's not not too bad. No, no. Brilliant. Well, Joe, thank you so much. I, really, okay. this is, I hope I've done all right. It's been my very You've first... You've been all right, uh, yeah. I've got a few notes. I can play, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll go through those afterwards. Oh, man. <laughs> no, it's been absolutely great. It's been great, uh, yeah. No, thanks, mate. I really appreciate it. And um Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's great. No, thank you. I, th- I think we've... Ca- we've you know, I think it's really easy being in the industry to to kind of forget some of the things that are so so second nature. Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, we, t- we no. take things. When people ask me questions, I sometimes think, "Don't you know that?" Yeah. <laughs> and then I think, "Oh no, I know it's just because I've you know I've been doing it solidly for four years." Yeah, you know, I, yeah. You were, but there's there's so many there's so many variables on weddings, dependent on venue, time, time of year, everything like that. So I I, I love it when. Um, the couples ask us for advice on stuff. You yeah. Know, we're more than happy to help it and mold our product to fit what they want. Their special yeah. day. That's what it's all about for me. And I think people will get, get that sense when they're, when they're calling around and speaking, they'll, 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 they'll sense that, that professionalism, won't they? And yeah, the way they of course. I mean, a lot of the time you get, you can get agency bands and yeah. they'll be great, but yeah. sometimes you just don't get that one-on-one. Like I'm available to call anytime. They yeah. can call me anytime. I'm happy to meet them. I often yeah. meet the, meet the clients beforehand. I and mean, you know, I can go through with them. I'll go to the venue. Yeah. And that personal touch is something you don't, you don't always get. Brilliant. And yes, yeah. yeah, great. Love great. it. Love it. Love great it. Great job. Lovely <laughs> way to earn a living. Yeah, exactly. As well, I say, yeah, just, oh, I've stopped you there, but I'm just saying be, being able to be part of someone's special day as your job yeah. and make it even better. Yeah. Fingers crossed. <laughs> It's just, you know, just an amazing thing to be able to do. Fantastic. Joe Ringer from the Joe Ringer Band, thank you so much. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Okay. Well, there we go. I think that went okay, didn't it? How knowledgeable is Joe? He's, uh, he really knows his stuff, doesn't he? Um, I, you know, I really hope that for uh, for anyone listening who is uh, who's thinking about booking a band um, that we touched on, on on some of the things that uh, you know maybe you didn't know and will now help you on your quest to find the the perfect um, band for for your entertainment if it, if it's a band that you're looking for maybe even Joe's band if uh, if if you're in the area go go and check out his website um, the joeringerband.co.uk Okay, well that's it on uh, uh, on this show. In in the next show, date to be confirmed. I'm hoping to have a a photographer on the show, just uh, finalising the details for that. Um, we'll look at some uh, helpful and useful things that you should know um, when deciding what direction to go with uh, with your photography or or. Um, uh, 
uh, yeah, uh, for booking a photographer. Um, before I go, can I just ask you to do two things for me, please? First of all, I don't know where you're listening to this from, um, but can you go to my Facebook page, Tommy Wynn Party and Wedding Singer, and tell me what you thought about this episode. Did I miss anything? Would you have liked to uh, like to have heard us talk about something else, uh, some other areas of booking a band? We can always do a follow up at some point. Um, also, let me know what you want to hear, what you want to hear in, in future episodes, or um, just just swing by and say good job because that would be nice, uh, and 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 I'll know that you listened. Um, the other thing is, uh, will you share it for me? W- would you mind doing that? Maybe, maybe someone you know through Facebook or, or Twitter uh, may like to know about this podcast and future episodes. So if you're listening to this through through Facebook already or my website, uh, TommyWin.com, or maybe directly through iTunes or SoundCloud, wherever, copy the address uh, link um, or click the share button um, and share it on your social media or, or maybe maybe email it to someone I'd I'd really appreciate your help and support and uh, and I'm sure that anyone who is interested in this kind of thing would really appreciate knowing uh, about it as well that's it talk to you next time for episode two of the wedding and party podcast thanks so much bye for now <laughs>